This week on the Pre-Health Podcast at Penn State, we're going to be helping our students figure out how to prepare for events like the Penn State uh, Health Professions Expo. There are many events like it across the country, so regardless of where you're listening from, there are similar events. In Philly, it's known as the Philly Mainline. But here's the general premise. Lots of programs, test prep companies, lots of organizations that are here to help you get off to the best start and have the best application cycle you can. And schools representing their programs, their interests are all in one place. It's a wonderful place to get tons of information, but it can be incredibly intimidating and it can be a little difficult to make sure that you're doing it in the best possible way. In this week's episode, we're going to break apart some of the best practices that we know of to help you prepare, get you ready. And for those students coming to the Penn State Health Professions Expo, make sure that you're ready for this event. In 2024, our event will be on February 28th from 10 to 2 in the hub. We will have signage up. We'll be in Alumni Hall. It's going to be great. It'll be wonderful. We hope to see you there. Hello, and welcome back to the Pre-Health Podcast at Penn State, the show to help all pre-health students on their journeys to acceptance. I am one of your hosts, John Moses Bronson, and I'm joined again by Kimberly Johnson. Hello, Kimberly. Hi, John. Hey, man. It is February. 14th. It's a lot. It's a big, it's a big, it's a big in. Yep. I love how a lot of our other advising colleagues are like, oh my gosh, there's like a dip in our busyness for the year. How wonderful. And I'm over here like frazzled, like drowning. Yeah. Making to-do lists in the middle of the night so that you don't forget in the morning. I send myself emails and text messages Mm -hmm. because otherwise things just drop off the face of the planet. The backs of envelopes. Uh-huh. Just like wherever I can write a thought so that I don't forget it before I can get to it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, so back to the topic of today. Well, part of the reason why we're a little frazzled. Yes. Is we have our big Penn State Pre-Health Expo coming up. Yeah. Which is basically a big fair mm-hmm. where we have a whole bunch of... We'll call them vendors. The majority Mm. of them are admissions reps Mm -hmm. from a lot of the schools that our students might be interested in. Yeah. But then we've got a whole variety. So we've got some workforce people coming in case maybe you're thinking about PA school and Mm -hmm. you're curious about what your work options might be as you're getting patient care hours. We've got test prep companies coming. Um, National organizations. National organizations. It's going to be great. We're excited. Yeah. We are. This is the first time that we've done something like this. Yes. And, you know, we've had. We've participated in in, uh, Graduate and Professional Week, and there's been nothing wrong with that. But because the scope of that is so broad, it's oftentimes not super helpful for our students. Kind of gets lost in the mix. It does. And so having this has been really nice in that we can really just focus on the students that we're serving and what their needs are. Um, 
you know, really good response rate, to be honest. Great opportunity for us as advisors to kind of continue to grow our relationships with these institutions and the people who represent them. Yeah. So that when you come in and talk to us several months later, we have a great reference point for one program or another or who you want to talk to to learn more about it. Yeah. So it's helpful for us. It's really helpful for you. It's helpful for building relationships. It is, it's, I would say it's a really important thing for you to do. I realize it's the first time that we've done it, but this is something that is going to provide a lot of value to you, regardless of whether you are a spring start, this is your very first semester on campus, or whether you are a graduating senior about to apply after a gap year, um, you know, this is an important event for everyone considering a pre-health pathway. And when you're thinking about preparing to go, mm-hmm. you're going to kind of consider what is my purpose here? Yeah. And that's going to be a little bit different if you're a first or a second year yeah. versus, you know, a third or a fourth year who's really going to sort of explore your fit for a particular program, Mm -hmm. maybe make a personal connection because you think you could get an interview if Mm -hmm. you could just get your stuff in front of them, which let me tell you, folks, it has happened that way. Yeah, it's Um, not unreasonable. It's not unreasonable. And then as a first and second year, this is a really awesome opportunity for you to start setting some sort of professional development goals for yourself. Yeah. Forcing yourself to make conversations in situations where you might feel a little awkward still. Yeah. You know, as a, as a person who has like adult ADHD, sometimes I, I struggle figuring out how to accomplish really large, complex challenges because I don't know what the end point looks like. This is a really good opportunity for you to sort of look at what does my end point look like? And then you can start to put the pieces together of what happens between where you are now and and where you want to get to, to achieve that acceptance. So there's really a broad spectrum of what you can actually get out of this. So when we're thinking practically about actually going Mm -hmm. to the expo, um, you want to do a little bit of brainstorming ahead of time of what you want to get out of it. Yeah. And you want to dig a little bit deeper and see, well, who's actually going to be there? Yes. So, and with events like this, they'll always have a listing online of the programs or vendors, which I think is a nice way to sort of categorize them with a, a single sort of identifier on their website. So you can find the vendors that will be at our event and you can start to do research on them. Uh, if you're, you know, going to go to Philly Mainline, there's, they, these are all over the country, but Philly Mainline. Honestly, I just got an email about it today, so now it's top of mind. Yes. Uh, but you want to know who's going to be there. Who are you going to be able to connect with and talk with? Because it's important. And you want you you don't want to be asking really generic questions that could mm-hmm. be easily found on their website. Exactly. Um, so you want to have taken a little bit of time to explore their website, see what their students are up to, mm-hmm. what is their mission statement, all of that good stuff, so that when they start rattling off some of these things in their in their little pitch, you kind of know ahead of time like what's the stuff I want to ask more about, yeah. what already resonates with me, and mm-hmm. I want to get sort of the inside scoop. Yeah. A a huge challenge in a lot of students when they're sort of like getting their school list together is looking at these mission statements, which all feel very similar. 
And there's a difference between your espoused mission and your lived mission. And this is a good opportunity to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm glad you told me that bit about your mission. Can you talk to me about some of the programs and initiatives that you have at your program that that live this part of your mission because a lot of programs will have similar things in it, but how they go about it, how they address it will look very different. And that's where you start to see the differences within schools. And that's where you start to observe your fit as well. Mm-hmm. So, and this is sort of how you also determine if I'm just starting in this process mm-hmm. is how am I developing or how would I like to develop and eventually sort of what will that look like in real world application terms? Yeah. And if you figure that out, then you can spend part of your time going into that workforce. Really productive few years for you. Yeah. You can, you can use this event for a lot of different stuff. You can multitask. So, Okay. Sounds to me like we need to bring something to take notes on. Yeah. Um, a notebook is okay. If you can find a pad folio, that's wonderful. Sometimes career services will have them. Do not go out and spend money specifically for this event. No. Um, maybe a friend has something you can borrow, but a notepad will do just fine. Yeah. Um, I love the idea that career services might have something like that. I did mm-hmm. not know. Mm-hmm. So then the other consideration is what will I wear? Yeah. And John and I were just talking about how do we talk about professional wear these days that makes sense, that yeah. resonates, that's actually something that you can execute. Yeah. And a complicating factor here is that there's like there's this historically like racist association with professional dress. Um you know, you can read up on that online. There's lots to read. But where we sort of landed was you want to be thinking about something that reflects your professional self and identity, right? What that looks like for me may look very different than Kimberly, right? Like today I'm wearing like a turtleneck sweater and a jacket and boots, right? The only thing I'd probably swap out is for like a slightly nicer pant, because I'm wearing jeans today, but I feel confident and I feel like myself and I feel professional in what I'm wearing. Is it colorful? Sure, but so am I, (laughs) right? You want to feel confident in what you're doing. You want to feel like when you look in the mirror, you're like, I look good and I am confident in who I am presenting. For the don't wears, Uh we settled on a very short list. Mm -hmm. No suits and no sweats. The exceptions to the suit would be if you just happen to wear a suit every day. Yeah. We both agreed that we're pretty sure we don't know that many people that do that. Uh-huh. But you shouldn't change your whole personality for this event. No, it's it's not the point. And, you know, the opposite side of that spectrum is, like you know, the no sweats. You know, yes, you should have a level of comfort, right? Dressing in something that makes you very uncomfortable is certainly not a good idea. But you don't want to go too far in the in the name of comfort. I had an interesting question posed by a student this semester mm-hmm. when I presented to a class on professionalism. Mm-hmm. 
And I told them I had this point in a past um, job that I was working Mm -hmm. where my boss, who was um, uh, like the academic dean for medical school, Mm -hmm. moved into my neighborhood. And I realized that if I just ran out to the diner at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning, there is a fair chance that I could just bump into him. Mm -hmm. And so I said that kind of made me rethink how I just ran out of the house. And then the student kind of, I think, rightfully started digging a little bit deeper and thinking like, oh, well, it's not really cool if you have to change who you are on Saturday because Mm -hmm. your boss lives in your neighborhood. And I think that they definitely are correct with that. Mm -hmm. For me, it was kind of establishing like, where is that line that I'm comfortable with? Yeah. So it was a process of me sort of evaluating what I was comfortable showing to someone that I had a purely professional relationship with while also feeling like myself Mm. on a Saturday. Yeah. It's, it's a balance. And I think that there's a broad spectrum of what's appropriate here, but I I think if you're like, I feel confident and I feel professional, Mm -hmm. right. If that's what you feel when you look in the mirror, that could look like jeans and a nice shirt it could look like that because this is casual and they realize you're at school, right? They realize you don't have access to, you know, your full closet that you might have. And there's so many levels of what professional is. Exactly. And a lot of these representatives, they're going to be there in polo shirts, mm-hmm. right? With their institution's name printed yeah. on them. So they're not going all out in what they're wearing. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to like overdo it. You want to be a little overzealous. But, you know, strike that right balance. So during the event itself, yeah, it's from 10 to 2. Yeah. You do not have to be there from 10 to 2. It's a drop in yep. and go circulate mm-hmm. when it is convenient to you. We came up with a couple of things that might help you get started. So as you're looking at the different institutions and the programs, of course, you're going to kind of target the ones that you're interested in. Um, and when you find something you're interested in, always introduce yourself. Yeah. And in that introduction, John, you had a great point, which is always include what year you are or where you are in the process of your preparation or application. Yeah. You want a sort of expectation set with the um, person on the other side of that table. I Personally, when I talk about pre-health with prospective students, I adjust my advice based on where they're at in their search, right? If they're a junior, I might be talking more about coursework that they can do to help prepare themselves to be a successful student as a pre-health track student at Penn State. Whereas if I'm talking with a senior who is an accepted student, I'm talking more about what are some of those early choices that I'm going to encourage you to make to help set you up for long-term success, right? These schools are the same. They want to make sure that they're giving you the best advice for where you're at in your process. You don't want them talking above where you're at because that's not useful to you. And it's also not a great usage of their time. So by doing that quick expectation setting, it helps you to get more appropriate information for where you're at. And we were looking through different sample questions. Mm Mm-hmm of what you might like to bring up in those conversations. And we were thinking that 
sometimes it helps to have just like a really broad opening question mm-hmm. that can just help get conversation flowing. Yeah. So um, something like, what does your institution look for in a student? Mm-hmm. Or what type of student do you feel like is particularly successful in your program? Yeah. Or why do you feel like students choose your program over other ones? And then you kind of latch on to mm-hmm. the parts of that that resonate with you. Yeah. And you take the conversation from there. And if they say something that really doesn't resonate with you, you can just thank them for that answer. Um and wish them a nice day and wander on to the next table. You have no obligation to stay and chat with someone who you don't think there's going to be a, you know, a deeper purpose mm-hmm. or there's not going to be a deeper purpose to that conversation. It is okay to just sort of say, you know, thank you. I really appreciate that answer. Um, yeah. I hope you have a good day. Yeah. Hearing what is sticking out to you and what is not sticking out to you is a very helpful part of this process. Not just as a first or second year, but especially as someone who's especially. especially someone who's looking to go into the cycle, is getting ready up for one, gearing up for it. This is a really essential part of sort of starting to do your vibe checks with mm-hmm. schools because it's not as simple as looking at their mission statements. And this is a conversation that we had, you know, off microphone <laughs> beforehand. So these these mission statements almost become meaningless because they're all so similar, but how these schools live it is very different. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find people that you just get that brief answer from and you move on. And you are going to find other people who you stand there and talk to for 10 minutes and realize that, Oh, I should move on because there's other people who want to come in and chat. So you will find people that you connect with better than others. And hopefully that's a a decent reflection of their program as well. So what about after? (laughs) Cause you don't just walk out and that's it. Yeah. I mean, one, I think you want to take a look at everything that you learned from that day I encourage students to do some like reflective thinking and writing about the day. What did you learn? What was helpful to you? What was not so helpful? What do you wish you had asked? Who did you get cards from? Yeah. Which were, you know, if you're getting cards from people and you have a great conversation with somebody, make a little jot down a little note on that card mm-hmm. so you can follow up and send a note to them afterwards. Yeah. I met you today at the, you know, Penn State pre-health expo um we got to chat about these couple of things and this really resonated with me i really appreciate our conversation thank you for talking to me that's a great way to make a connection yeah you building relationships can be very very helpful to you in the process you know there's this um, there's this admission option called early decision that i almost never encourage a student to do because it's so difficult to get in in this way unless you've had a specific conversation with an admissions officer that has encouraged you explicitly to do so that's the exception and the people that they encourage to do with that are the students that they make really wonderful connections with so this is this is an opportunity to sort of ascertain whether or not you may be a good fit for that type of admission type because my goodness i mean having 
an early decision from your top choice school early in the cycle, that feels good. That's great. Yeah. So we have some websites that we will link in the show notes. Yeah. Sample questions that we really like. Yeah. The one is uh, sort of crowdsourced from a group of medical school students about things that they had wished that they wished they had asked. Um, Some of those questions, just to preface it, are really appropriate for this sort of situation. Some of these questions may not be the most appropriate for this venue. If you're unsure, pre-health advisors will be around on the day. We will be. And you can ask us questions. We're there to support you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, February 28th, 10 to 2. For us, as day on day of recording, two weeks away. Two weeks away. For you, on day of listening, a week. <laughs> and right here on campus in the hub. Yeah, it's an alumni hall. And uh, I think we're at like what sixty three vendors. Sixty three vendors, yeah. So it's it's a lot of schools, a lot of different programs, a lot of health professions represented, some national organizations, some test prep companies. You know, we're pretty excited about the volume and impact of this. You know, it's not like there might be one or two tables for you to look at. Everyone will have a significant amount of of people to really talk with. So we'll see you there, right? I hope so. (laughs) I, you know, I'm personally excited for it. I know it's going to be a a long day for us. I'm really excited for the impact to students. We haven't really had students, we haven't really given students this opportunity to build these really super personal relationships in a place that they're comfortable with, right? Students can always travel to other places. You can do online information sessions, this is really different. And I hope that it is something that you take advantage of. Uh, you know, if you want to get some more information on how to prepare, we, you know, again, we're going to link some stuff in the notes. We have some like one pagers on things we think you should do. We can't forget that we have our podiatry session. <gasps> That's right. And our session with Dr. Gilbert. That's right. Yeah. So in addition to the expo itself, we do have some special sessions that will be sort of around that event for folks who will be at the expo. So let's say that you really wanted to talk to Penn State College of Medicine, but you can only be at the expo for half an hour. And there's a few other schools that you want to talk to. Visit the other schools because there's another opportunity to talk to Dr. Gilbert. So that will be that evening at 7 p.m., I believe. Yeah. Um, 108 Ortic. That sounds correct to me, uh, but we'll send announcements out. We'll send out. all that stuff out as we always do, and yeah. I'm sure we'll have some notifications at the expo itself. Mm-hmm. And some of the student clubs and organizations were able to, like, snag one of the people that are going to be there for the mm-hmm. expo to come talk to their org the day before or after. So it would be a good to, week all around. Yeah, it's – this is a great opportunity to do exploration. You don't even have to make decisions off of this. This is just giving you more information to work with. It's a fact-finding mission where it's a very orderly, organized map. <laughs> I was waiting for a John analogy. Hey. You already gave me one today. I And it I'm was good. good, but not relevant to this conversation. 
<laughs> so all right, everybody. Yeah. So that's thank you it, so right? much. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. I we hit the stuff that I really wanted to hit. We wanted to keep it short and sweet for you today. Yeah. Please have a conversation with an advisor if you're nervous about how to do this. We have drop-in appointments, 10 to noon on Fridays, 1.30 to 3.30 on Tuesdays. If you're, like, nervous, come let us we get nervous tease too. apart that, those nerves. Yeah, I mean, these are – us having good relationships with these schools is really, really important. And so, yeah, there is a level of nerves for us as well because – we have good relationships with all these programs, and we want to continue those good relationships. Um, but that takes effort on our part, for sure. But yeah, thank you all for coming to this week of the Pre-Health Podcast at Penn State. Pre-Health Podcast at Penn State is a production of the Pre-Health Advising Office and the Everly College of Science at Penn State. It is produced, edited, and promoted by the Pre-Health Advising Team. The views, opinions, and advice shared during this podcast are that of the hosts and any guests only and do not necessarily reflect the best advice for every student at every institution or for every health profession. This is a nonprofit podcast made for the purpose of better serving pre-health students across our university system. Our intro music is This Science from Coma Media, and our outro music is Screening, also by Coma Media.